Hello, friends. It's me, the president of Chickenlandia. Did you know that I have a new book that is now available for purchase? You heard that right. It's called Let's All Keep Chickens, The Down-to-Earth Guide to Natural Practices for Healthier Birds and a Happier World. It's now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your local bookstore, and more. For more information on how you can grab your copy, just click the link in the show notes. It's so exciting, I can barely handle it. Okay, on with the show. Welcome to Chickenlandia's 100% friendly podcast, Bok Talk. This show will help you learn all about how backyard chicken keeping can be fun, entertaining, and stress-free. Here's your host, the president of Chickenlandia. Hello, friends. Welcome to Chickenlandia. <clears throat> oh my gosh, I have a. <laughs> I'm still getting over my cold. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> and welcome to Bok Talk, your 100 percent friendly backyard chickens show. My name is Dahlia. I'm also known as the president of Chickenlandia. I'm a backyard chicken educator that has found peace and joy in my flock and in my chicken yard, and I want to help you find that too. So obviously, <clears throat> the voice is not where it should be. <laughs> I'm, I had a cold last week, and I really wanted to to record the podcast, but I was like, oh my gosh, I can't even like, I can't even talk. Um, and I still have that like, you know, that sinus thing, that post-nasal drip going on. So forgive me. I'm going to do my best today. I hope I sound okay and we're going to get through it. (laughs) So anyway, welcome back. I'm glad to be back. Um, today is episode eight, I think. I think it's episode eight. Yeah. Uh, episode eight, season four. And today is, you know, it's this is an important episode. I could tell by all the comments that were already up on the live page uh, before the show even started because it is very close to baby chick season. In some places, baby chick season is has already started. But with baby chicks, there's always the risk of roosters. And with roosters, there is always the risk of rooster problems. <laughs> rooster probs. Hashtag rooster probs. <laughs> Let's get that trending, folks. <laughs> so um, yeah, today we're going to be talking about rooster problems. I have two listener questions that I want to answer. I am really hoping to kind of give you some hope and some some solutions to some of these rooster problems that we deal with. So keep listening. If you have roosters or if you don't even have a flock yet and you might have a rooster, you're definitely going to want to listen to this. Um, And even if you don't plan on having a rooster, you should listen to this. Trust me. (laughs) Okay. So um, if you want to submit a question to Bok Talk, all you have to do is go to welcometochickenlandia.com, go to the contact section and check, uh, ask a chicken question. And while you're there, you're going to want to join my mailing list. It is called Chickenlandia Nation. And when you do that, you will get a discount for my online course, Chickenlandia's Backyard Chickens 101, a chicken course for everyone. This is my super fun, interactive online course. It's a way to get access to me. I know I get, I get lots of emails. 
I get lots of messages. There's no way I can answer all of them. But if you're in the course, I do answer all of your questions and I try to get to them very quickly. Um, and I'm sorry, I just have to prioritize things that way, but I get so many questions. So I'm super proud of the course anyway. Um, and I'd love to see you there. All right. So before we move on, I'm going to make a couple of announcements because you know what? I still got to pay those chicken bills. I'll <laughs> it's every, every week I got to pay those chicken bills. Philippe is already attacking me. Can you imagine like if he didn't have any grubs, what he would do? If I didn't give him any treats, if I didn't pay my bills and get that chicken feed, that's it. That would be, I'd be a goner. Philippe would, Philippe would end me. <laughs> All right. As always, I want to let you guys know that this podcast was brought to you by the folks at My Favorite Chicken. My Favorite Chicken is my favorite online shop to get my feed. I get my non-GMO, organic, and socially responsible scratch and peck feed from this site. Uh, my supplies, my fun chicken things, my fun chicken stuff like aprons and all, and, uh, all that fun stuff. Uh, chicken treats. All you have to do is go to myfavoritechicken.com and I will leave that link for you in the show notes. This podcast is also brought to you by Small Pet Select. Small Pet Select is a small local company to me, and they have an online store that I know you will love. Um, right now, what am I using by them? I'm using their shavings, their organic pine shavings. Um, I am using their pet cream, pet greens, which are these sprouts that sprout out of, out of this little bag. They're awesome. And then there's, and their oyster shell. And I just started using something else and I can't even remember. Oh, I'm using their pine pellets too for my mud, for the mud in my yard. So you can check these products out and their other chicken things by clicking the link in the show notes. And there's a coupon in there for you. And also if you have like bunnies or chinchillas or little funny fuzzy creatures, they have stuff for them too. <laughs> um, so before we jump into the listener questions, I want to share with you just some easy rooster rules that I think can serve as a good guideline when it comes to adding some, some male energy to your flock, or if you already have male energy in your flock. Uh, now, of course, there are no absolutes in Chickenlandia. I say this a lot. Um, I'm not really into like really rigid rules because I think it's important to not stress out about that kind of stuff. There's a lot of variation when it comes to chicken keeping and everyone's situation is different. But, you know, you can learn these rules so that you can be informed of the best case scenario. And then if you decide to break those rules, then you can do so from an educated place. Okay, so we learn the rules so we, you know, figure out when it's okay to break them. <laughs> and I think that'll be just a good guideline for you so that you can have that information going forward and you can feel good about it. You can feel confident about it. Okay, so here are Chickenlandia's rooster rules. The first one is always have a plan for roosters. Even if you are buying chickens that have, you know, baby chicks that have been sexed, they're, they're pullets. So when I say sexed, I mean they've been separated by male and female. And a pullet is a female chicken that has not come into lay yet. They haven't started laying yet. That's what they're called, pullet, P-U-L-L-E-T. 
So if you're, you know, if you are buying from a hatchery online or if you go to your farm store and you're like, okay, I'm only getting female chickens, so I'm good. I, I, I'm all good. I don't need to have a plan for roosters. That is actually not true. There is no 100% accurate way of ensuring that every chicken you get will be female for most breeds. There are some breeds where they can tell when the chickens hatch, you know, by their feathering, whether or not they're male or female, but most chickens are not like that. Okay. Um, especially as there are some really popular production breeds that are not like that. So I would say vent sex sexing, which is how, you know, they, they actually look into the baby chicks vent, <laughs> uh, to see whether or not they're male or female. That's about 90% accurate. Okay. So if you purchase chicks, you need to remember that it's not always a guarantee that they're all going to be female. Um, if you purchase chicks as straight run, you know, if you go into the farm store and you see the tub that says straight run and it's full of a bunch of super cute little silkies and other bantams that are usually sold as straight run, what that means is they have not been divided by male and female. So you will very likely, it's almost guaranteed that you will get a rooster or roosters in that scenario. Okay. And I was, somebody was telling me the other day, that they ha- they bought like 12 chicks straight run and they were all roosters. <laughs> it was like some like crazy number where they were all roosters. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's like, that's like my worst nightmare. <laughs> I love roosters, but that's not a great situation. Um, so before you even jump on the baby chick bandwagon, you need to think about what you will do if you end up with a rooster or roosters. So you need to have a plan for rehoming a rooster. You know, this means that you know ahead of time that there's somebody that might take them or that will take them. Maybe you have this awesome vegan friend that lives on a farm and you can give them three roosters and they will be loved until the end of their days. And that's a great scenario. Or you may decide on another option that what I always say is like, please just make sure that it's humane no matter what option you choose. Okay. You need to know yourself and what you're capable of. Someone like me, like I'm not going to be able to eat one of my roosters. I'm just, that's just not me as a no judgment. Okay. But I know I can't do that. And I go into it knowing I can't do that. So because of that, it's really important for me to have a plan. Okay. All right, the next rule, the more hens per rooster, the better, all right? A good rule of thumb is at least eight hens per rooster, okay? Now, I will tell you right now, I do not have the, uh, the optimum ratio going on in my flock right now. I have too many roosters right now, um, but my flock is doing okay. I definitely have a plan to fix it, but right now my flock is doing okay, and that's because every flock is different. Um, I have a very docile flock. They are very used to change. They've got a lot of space. Some flocks, some flocks are more are more docile, and some are more aggressive. And roosters also have different personalities. There's some that are like more aggressive, and there's some that are like way more laid back. So it's important to keep hens 
you know, not stressed out. You don't want them to be overmated. Um, you don't want them to get stressed out because when there is stress, you know, you're more likely to end up with disease or parasite infestation or something like that. And you don't, and bullying, you know, roosters being super rude, all that stuff. You don't want that. Okay. So the next rule is have a plan for mean roosters. Okay. <laughs> and I'm saying mean. Okay. Because roosters actually aren't mean. All right. No, even if they are attacking you or whatever, or they're being rude to the hands or whatever, that's not actually them being mean. They're, that's their nature. They're following their nature. So we need to look at them not like as a human being, but as a chicken and remember that. So uh, sometimes an aggressive rooster, and I'm talking about a rooster that is overly aggressive with hens or overly aggressive with you or members of your family. Sometimes they can calm down with handling or they will calm down after their first season. Like I swear, like when they're like six months old, they're just acting completely crazy. Um, like six months to a year, sometimes they can act completely crazy and just chase everybody and act the fool. Okay. <laughs> I just, I just look at them and I roll my eyes. I'm like, come on, buddy, <laughs> calm down, cool your jets. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sometimes they will calm down after that first season, but that is not guaranteed. And a lot of people will be like, oh, well, all you need to do is pick them up and handle them. And there are, like, I have known people that seem to have this knack for like taming roosters. Um, and they are very special people. And there are some people, and, and not even like the person's fault, but there's some roosters that it's just not going to happen. Like Philippe, okay, is my tiny rooster. He's not tiny, but he's very small. He's not going to be tame. Like he's still, I, I'm actually glad he's attacking me right now <laughs> because he was not feeling well. He was pretty under the weather. And I really thought I, he was going to die. Like I thought this is the last winter I have with him. Um, the winter's not over yet, but he's doing pretty well and he's been chasing me and stuff. So <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, some roosters can be tamed and they will stop attacking you. And sometimes it just doesn't work. So, a, a big, you know, full-sized rooster that is aggressive towards humans, especially if you have really little kids, um, that can be a big problem, okay? Not only can a young child get hurt that way, like really hurt, especially if the rooster has big spurs, they can get really hurt. But they can also develop a fear of chickens that will last the rest of their life. And I have talked to a lot of adults that have that were attacked uh, by a rooster as a small child, and they are still scared of chickens. So I always say it's not funny, it's not cute when little kids get attacked by or chased by a rooster. As adults, you know we have to make sure that doesn't happen. So you, this is another scenario where you need to have a contingency plan if the sweet little rooster that was super cute as a baby chick and super tame all of a sudden turns into the devil, then. <laughs> You need to have a plan for what you're going to do about that, okay? And again, I just always ask that this plan is humane, okay? All right, last one. Roosters fight, so integrate new roosters when they're very young or not at all, 
Okay, so what I'm talking about here is the issue that can come up from having more than one rooster in your flock. This is a situation that sometimes can work out. I have several roosters in my flock. They all get along, okay? But new roosters need to be integrated as young as possible. So if you can start having them around the existing flock when they are ready to go outside, so like around eight weeks, you have them in a separate area where they can see the flock. The flock can see them, but they can't fight. You know, they can't harm each other and just gradually get them used to this new little rooster. And the older roosters will not feel as threatened by a a little baby rooster. Okay. So yeah, they're just likely, they're just less likely to be threatened by them. Um, Remember, there is always a chance, even if you do it this way, and especially if you have like a game breed or one of the more aggressive breeds of roosters there is always a chance that they will fight and that that integration will not work out. Even roosters that are brothers that grow up together, they can suddenly start fighting, okay? I totally, that happened to me, all right? I'm going to make a video about it. I'm going to shoot it tomorrow. (laughs) That happened to me. I dealt with it. I solved it, but it can happen, okay? So this is another situation where you need to have a contingency plan in case it doesn't work out, Okay. All right. Let's move on to the submitted listener questions. The first one is from Anna. Anna says, hi, Dahlia. I am loving your podcast and YouTube content. Keep it coming. Thank you very much. I will. Uh, If I remember correctly, you've mentioned that it's best to have an approximate of eight hens to one rooster ratio. Yes, you are correct. I ordered 10 hens and one rooster of sexed breeds of chickens. The breeder gave me a second rooster as a surprise fee- a freebie as just in case. <laughs> it's like, I, I okay, honestly, I don't like it when they do that because it's like, oh, here's a surprise. Here's a gift from us. It's like, it's another rooster. <laughs> don't want another rooster. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Unfortunately, despite my best efforts and a care of a vet, I lost five hens at various stages of their lives. I'm so sorry about that. That's tough. That is tough. Now I have five hens and two roosters, which is a not so great hen to rooster ratio. Some of my ladies show signs they are being mated with a lot. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Um, To try and solve it, I've ordered 10 more chicks to improve my hen to rooster ratio and tap into that chicken math that everyone talks about. (laughs) Uh, However, it will be months before I pick them up and integrate them in, in with my flock. Is there anything I can do in the meantime to support my ladies? I put chicken saddles on them and I, I call them chicken capes. Um, and my two roos are getting along. Okay. I want to keep them both. Okay. So Anna, in this case, it sounds like you're really doing pretty much everything you can, unless it's really bad. You'll probably be okay until you can get those baby chicks grown and integrated. Obviously the more room your chickens have, the better. Like that is there, there are You know, there's few chicken problems that can't be made at least a little bit better by giving your chickens more room. So if that is possible, that is one route you might want to take. There, 
you know, that, that will probably mitigate a lot of the stress going on. And also you want to make sure that they have enough enrichment as much as you can give them in the room that they have. Okay. So tie a cabbage up for them to pick at, give them a dust bath, give them branches from a tree to play around on, kitchen scraps to to scratch and peck at. You can make, I just did a video a few weeks ago of, where I made a DIY flock block. So I made it, I made a flock block that I gave to them and they can peck at that. So hopefully that will help to kind of de-stress them and calm them down a little bit and keep them occupied. Another thing that you might consider is using flower essences. So flower essences are kind of like homeopathics, okay? And um, if you have been watching my channel for a while, you know that I do use homeopathic remedies. They work on an energetic level and homeopathics really mostly address physical ailments. That's how we think of them. They, they can address um, emotional aspects of people, but for the most part, we think of them as addressing physical ailments. But when, when we think about flower essences, which is kind of works the same way as a homeopathic does, um, it, were, it is like energy medicine, then that works more on like an emotional, um, on a mind level, on a spiritual level, okay? So for for this scenario, since it it doesn't sound like either of the roosters are being particularly like obnoxious, they're just kind of doing their rooster thing. I would just get the the Bach flower remedy. Um, that's B A C H. It's a flower remedy called Rescue Remedy, and you can get that at like PetSmart. Uh, I will leave a link. You can get it on Amazon too. I'll leave a link in the show notes for you. Um, and what this does is it's a combination flower essence uh, remedy, and it should help to kind of calm them down and keep everybody from getting too stressed out. So I would do that, and then I would continue to keep an eye on them. And if it if it just gets really bad, if they start getting really, really stressed out, then you might consider just trying to get adult birds. But hopefully it doesn't come to that. I think if right now you're seeing, especially if you have docile, more docile roosters, you will probably be okay. All right? Just by paying it, paying it, you know, making sure they have all, everything that they need and possibly using some flower essences, okay? So um, good luck with that and thank you very much for your question. All right, my second question, my second rooster question is from Mary Ann. And Mary Ann says, hi, I have an unusual problem. I have eight hens and one rooster. Uh, the hens are pecking the feathers out of my rooster to the point of now bearing his skin. I'm shocked that the rooster just lets them do this to him. He is very passive and sweet. I don't want to separate him as I think that will be very stressful to him. It would. Uh, my chickens have a lot of room in their run and access to a huge outdoor space as well. They just seemed so obsessed with pecking his feathers out. What can I do to stop this behavior? It is four of the eight hens. Well, it's good that you know which ones are doing it. He's a silky mix. Any advice is much appreciated. So actually, Marianne, um, this is not that unusual. Um, I don't know what it's, I, I, I don't really know what it's about. Um, I don't know if it's a sign of like over affection on the hen's part. 
Um, but there are just some hens that will pick at their rooster's feathers. And I think it also depends on the temperament of the rooster. If it's not that noticeable and he doesn't, well, okay, I'll tell you this. They do this to Philippe. In my flock, they do this to Philippe. So if you look at Philippe, you will notice that on his neck, like the front of his neck, he is missing some feathers. And you can see his his skin there. But he doesn't seem to be very bothered by it. It really is not like, it's not like he's getting injured or anything. So I don't worry that much about it. Okay. But if it's extreme... Um, And if it's causing stress, and certainly if there's like blood being drawn, then you will want to address it as much as you can. Um, Obviously, removing the four hens that are the culprits, you can kind of remove them for a few days and see if you can integrate them back in and see if that kind of helps them to forget what they're doing. But this is one of those situations that can, you know, you may want to try a few different things Um, Because it's kind of like a compulsive behavior and they get into the cycle of it and then it's hard for them to get back, to get out of it. Um, It does sound like your chickens already have a ton of space, which is great. Um, The other thing you want to do is make sure that they have enrichment within their space, like I mentioned. Okay, make sure as much as you can, give them as much enrichment as you can. Um, On the small chance that it's a nutritional issue... Make sure, you know, evaluate your practices. Make sure that you're being mindful that your chickens are getting enough nutrition. You know, in Chickenlandia, we have what I've called the Chickenlandia chicken food pyramid. And it's just a way to kind of make sure that your chickens are getting a balanced diet. And I will link a video about that in the show notes. If you are feeding a raw mash feed, which I will say, I'm not talking bad about those kinds of feeds. Like that is probably the highest quality of feed you can give your chickens is a raw mash feed. The one I feed is scratch and peck feeds. Um, And they also have a pellet and a crumble as well. But I I really like their, their mash feed. Okay. But if you are doing that and you're running into this problem, you could switch to a pellet or a crumble and see if that helps. Or you could start fermenting their mash feed or alternatively just wetting down their mash mash feed in the morning. So you add a little water to it and kind of make a gruel. And the reason I say this is because there are some flocks and some chickens that when they have that mash feed in front of them, they will only pick and eat what they want out of it. And the the mash feed is a whole feed. It has everything they need in it, but they need to eat all the components of the feed. Okay, so sometimes if you're ending up with feathering issues or picking issues, you might and you're feeding a raw mash feed, you might want to start fermenting their feed, start wetting it down, or switch to a pellet and crumble and see if that helps. Because it's possible they're just not getting everything that they need. Okay, the other thing you could do is try tad more protein in their diet. Okay. And I mean, just a little bit more protein. You can give them mealworms, you can give them scrambled eggs, grubs, but just don't go overboard because too much protein. I mean, people will really go crazy with the protein, but that can actually give them issues. You know, mainly it'll give them that digestive issues or they can get gout. um, And you don't want that. Okay. So 
you know, we talked about flower essences before. And since this is often a compulsive thing, and if you are open to these flower essences, you could try um, one called crab apple, which is good for like obsessive, uh, obsessive behavior and obsessive thoughts. Okay. And these are just to let you know, like, humans use these. Like, <laughs> that's, how, that's how I know about them. <laughs> I actually started, I found out about them because I was working at a, at a, um, like a health food store for animals. It was like the first one in the country. This was, gosh, almost 30 years ago. Um, now, now it seems like there's a, there's a pet food store that specializes in like health food for animals everywhere. But Back then, there was nothing like that. This was in Tucson, Arizona. It was, I believe, the first one in the country. So they sold uh, flower essences. So that's how I learned about them. But I started using them on myself. But anyway, crab apple is the is the essence that is good for obsessive thoughts and actions. And then there's also red chestnut, which is good for like over concern for someone else or anxiety concerning somebody else. Okay, so <laughs> you could do both. You know, you could buy both of these, put it, just put a couple drops in their water every day. You can put some on the back of their neck and like rub it in. Um, and same with the rescue remedy, you can do that. And it, it will not harm your rooster to drink these either, or the ones that are, aren't displaying this compulsive behavior, it won't harm them. But, you know, hopefully, it is something that will help to kind of calm them down and 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 help with this behavior. And I am going to do a video. I know a lot of you like you have roosters that are overly aggressive and there is an a flower essence that I have used for that and I am going to do a whole video about that because that's the main question people have about roosters is ones that are you know fighting each other or just being rude. So my rude rooster essence, I think it is vine. And I'm going to double check on that. And if it's different, I will put that in the show notes. But I'm fairly certain that the remedy for that is vine. The flower essence is vine. And you can get that on Amazon. And I'll leave that in the show notes for you too. So I'll, I'll put all these links in the show notes for you. So I hope that was helpful to you, Anna and Mary Ann. Thank you for loving these roosters. You know, <laughs> sometimes it's not that easy to love to love a rooster. You know, sometimes they can really kind of try our patience. But it's always good to remember that roosters that are acting up, it usually has to do with them really wanting to protect their flock. And so they are following their nature to put their flock above everything else, even you, even the human. Um, many of them will do that. So what appears to be them being aggressive or mean is actually them trying to do the right thing. Okay, so remember that. All right, now I am going to open up the chat for questions. All right, the Naked Gardeners ask, can we get a signed copy? So, so I think the... Um, they're asking if they can get, so the Naked Gardeners are asking if they can get a signed copy of my book, um, which is coming out soon, Let's All Keep Chickens. I think that the publishing company has a plan for that, and I will let you know when that happens. I think when the book comes out, there, there'll be more people asking for it. I don't know if it involves you having to send it somewhere so I can sign it and then getting it back. 
but we'll definitely make sure you get your signed copy. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think there's a plan for that. I'm not exactly sure what that plan is, but I know it's in place. Uh, Jesus loving homesteader asks, <laughs> would you have ever thought this would be your life? <laughs> What did you want to be growing up? What profession did you want to be? I got to tell you, I heard, you know, it was Steven Spielberg. I heard, uh, I was watching like YouTube shorts or something. And Steven Spielberg said that the real dream of your life, uh, it, it like sneaks up, it sneaks up at you from behind. <laughs> like you you don't know what it is. It it comes at you. It sneaks up on you. I can't remember exactly how he put it. But that's really how I feel about what I do right now, you know, being a backyard chicken educator, being somebody that is educating people about chickens like on this mass scale. I never thought that this is what I would do. Like I when I was a kid, I was like I'm going to be an actress, I'm going to be a talk show host. I'm going to be a rock star and <laughs> like all these things. And then when I got older, I was like, well, you know, I'm going to be a writer and I want to write, I want to write for television and movies. Like that was a plan. And I want to make, I want to be a filmmaker. Um, and I did go to like Hollywood and really, I really tried to make that happen, but um, I didn't try hard enough, you know, <laughs> and I'm kind of glad I didn't because um you know, I, I think I, I think I have a better, a great life now. And I, but I had no idea that I would be teaching people about chickens, but it really fulfills all of the things I wanted to do because I do feel like I'm inspiring people. And I do feel like I'm talking about, you know, uh, peace and joy and all that kind of, you know, and dreams and all the, all that wonderful stuff that I like to talk about, about life and about humanity and I think it's important. I think it's important work. So I'm happy about it. <laughs> I'm glad these chickens snuck up on me. <laughs> uh, Guero, I think I'm saying that right, asks, how did you come up with the name Chickenlandia? So it's actually, a lot of people think it is from the show, Port. there used to be a show called Portlandia. <laughs> But actually, it's from it's kind of like a a nod to a a radio show that my dad used to listen to on shortwave radio when I was a little kid. And the the show featured this band. It was a marimba band from Guatemala, um, and their name was Chapinlandia. And so every morning of my life <laughs> as a kid, you know, I would hear. These, this announcer get on this shortwave radio. So there'd be like, you know, all this static, shh, my dad would turn it on. And then this announcer would go, Chapinlandia. And then the marimba band would start playing. And so even though I was really kind of disconnected from my culture at that time, like it was that, it's that little piece that kind of always stuck with me. And so when I got my chickens, it just kind of happened naturally that it was like Chickenlandia, Chicken Land. And so it's a nod to kind of where I came from and where I'm at now. Uh, Marianne Holden, whose question I was answering here, says, Thank you for answering my question. He's such a sweet boy. I hate seeing his beautiful feathers pecked out. Yeah, that's tough. Um, their feed is 18% protein. So, yeah, that's plenty. Okay. 
I think it's more of an obsessive disorder. I think um, that's correct. Um, and, you know, if if it's not bothering him a lot, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Obviously, if he's getting injured or there's like stress involved, you know, I would try to handle it. But if you do everything you can and it's just not working, it's better for him to stay in your flock. Um, he He would rather be with his ladies, even if they're, um, you know, being obsessive with him. <laughs> uh, TNS Dogs and Dragonflies Farm says, I'm not sure if this is helpful, but some of the feed stores will buy roosters if you end up with too many. That would be, that would be good. I haven't I have not had that uh, where we live. Usually they're just really trying to get rid of them. Uh, so Callie Gordon says, how is Philippe and how can I best go about starting my own chicken classes in my area? Oh, what a good, what a good question. So Philippe is doing much better to, I mean, I'm telling you, somebody told me one time, you know, I was really upset when Philippe first got sick and I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to die. And a lady was like, don't worry, honey, the mean ones always live. <laughs> Because I swear he's got like, I don't know how many lives this rooster has because I mean, he is chronically ill. He is like, there's no, there's no getting around that. He's got a mass inside of his, of his head. Okay. But he is happy. He's, you know, doing his little dance. He's chasing me around and he, he's feeling much better. So, you know, as long as he's like that, I'm going to keep him around. So he is doing well. Thank you very much. And, um, so I think, you know, you asked about starting chicken classes where you live, you might go, if, if there is a community college where you are and they have like community classes, you might approach them and say, do you want, you know, do you need someone to teach a chicken class? And they may be very interested in that, especially right now, because there's so many people wanting to get chickens right now. Um, the other thing you can do is like, if you're if you have a local co-op, maybe you can go there and ask if they're interested in having some classes taught. Sometimes that there will be like a local uh, farm and garden show or a home show. Sometimes they're looking for people to give seminars. But yeah, you know, beyond that, just spread the word. Do do as much as you can. Spread the word and get the information out there. We need it. We need it. <laughs> Uh, so Angela Young says, uh, the, the president of Chickenlandia helped me. <laughs> I have a young rooster that attacked my older hen. He is 11 and a half months old and my hen is four and a half years old. So he is at a very, he is in a, at a time in his life where his hormones are going absolutely crazy and he is acting like a fool. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it's like they just, they just take it too far. They, they just can't control themselves. This is a situation, you know, it depends on how serious the attack was. Like if there was blood being drawn, that's pretty serious. Um, you can separate the rooster and keep him away from the flock for a few days, try and return him, see if that takes him down a notch a little bit. Uh, you could try some of the flower essences I talked about. I think vine is the one I was talking about for something like this for rude roosters. And if that's different, I will put it in the show notes, but I'm pretty sure it's vine. But this is a scenario where you might need to um, rehome him. 
And I hate to say that or, or make a separate area, you know, have, have two separate areas for your chickens and put chickens that he gets along with in that area and keep that other hen away from him. Um, and I hate to say stuff like that because it's, that's very stressful. I know that's very stressful, but, uh, this is why it's so important to have a plan because with roosters, you, you can come up against these types of problems and so it's better to know what you will do to, you know, to have that contingency plan in place. Um, of course, hindsight is always twenty twenty, Always. Okay. <laughs> so I completely get it, you know, if, if you don't have that plan in place. But it is something that you might have to consider, like maybe I, I might have to rehome him or consider some other humane options to protect my hens. But, it, it, you know, again, it depends on your specific situation if if blood isn't being drawn and it's just something that he needs to work out and kind of calm down he may cal- he may calm down a lot you know after this season he may calm down a lot but you will have to make those decisions you know according to your own specific situation but i hope that helps um i have six hands that won't go to bed at night they sleep in their run okay um, are my first question is, are they young? It, it sounds like they might be young and they don't quite know, you know, sometimes they just, it takes a little while for them to figure out that they need to go up into their coop. Now, if your coop is ground level, you might consider raising it up. Sometimes that helps. Um, if they're silkies, sometimes it's like they want to sleep on the ground, like silkies or frizzles that want to sleep on the ground. But if they're young hens, they might just not they might just not know that they're supposed to go up. They just don't have that instinct completely developed yet. So what you can do is you know, you you could do a couple of things. You could take get a little a little light, like a little LED light and put it in your coop and that sometimes they will see the light and they will naturally go towards the light and go up into the coop. The other thing you can do, which is what I've I've always done, is go out there and manually put them on the roost. And that, you know, in that way you're kind of behaving like their mother cuz if you if you watch baby chicks with a with a mother hen, eventually she'll start to roost and then the baby chicks will go up onto the roost with her. You know, it doesn't always happen, but usually that's what happens. So if you take them and put them on the roost, then you're kind of being her mother hen and kind of being their mother hen and showing them where they're supposed to sleep at night. I know it's a pain, but they should get the hang of it. Just make sure that your coop has everything that they need in it. You know, it's got proper roosts and everything um, that they feel safe in it. And then they're more likely to go up in, in there to roost at night. Okay, guys, I know that you ha- I know that there were more questions. I am sorry. I cannot answer them all today. Remember, if you want to submit a question to Bok Talk, you can go to my website, welcome to chickenlandia.com and go to the contact section. Um, and I, you know, that's another thing where it's like I can't answer every single question that comes in because I get many a day. But you might end up being chicken famous. I may end up answering your question on my podcast. So there's that. Um, Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you to my moderator and co-producer, Kelsey Paulus, also known as the Chickenlandia 
presidential advisor. Thank you to Talking to Crows for editing this episode and to Double M Ranch for their wonderful podcast art. If you enjoyed this podcast, please remember to rate and review it, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review it. And also remember, remember above all, that you are always welcome in Chickenlandia. All right, guys, I made it. I did it. I did it without coughing up a lung. (laughs) Thank you so much. Bye. Dahlia Monterosso, also known as the president of Chickenlandia, is a backyard chicken educator in Northwest Washington. To submit your question to Bok Talk, visit welcometochickenlandia.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.